Well, good morning, guys. Uh, I've just read through our passage for this morning, which is uh, verses 19 to 21. And man, I feel like I need to take a shower. Paul is just just cutting deep. And uh, it's important that he does so. He is wanting to make clear. He's wanting to unpack what he introduced yesterday, that we could walk in the spirit or we could be governed, our lives governed by the flesh. And so today, uh, verses 19 to 21, he, he, he gives, shines a little light on what those works of the flesh are. Uh, this is what he says. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, and the like, of which I told you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That is a list, isn't it? And um, just think, as he says at the end, and the like, that this is not an exhaustive list. He's just laying out I think 17 or 18 examples here of works of the flesh. And, um, yeah, it, like I say, it's, it's a pretty wide net. It, it catches us all for sure. And, um, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about the next list, the fruit of the spirit and how many of those nine fruit, you know, have I borne in my life? And I do not like to think about this list and how many of this uh, list of bad fruit, rotten fruit uh, that I've borne in my life. But uh, the answer is far too many of these are part of of my past. And so um, I don't shy away from it, though, because it's, uh, you know, it's a uh, we've all fallen short. And so, you know, many people, uh, many, many scholars and such that have studied this break these works of the flesh into four categories. And I actually think those categories are helpful. So they would be, you know, sensual or sexual sins is a first category, religious sins is a second category, interpersonal or people sins, and then finally uh, social sins. And so again, don't regard this, don't think of this as an exhaustive list. It's just, it gives an idea of what the person who walks in the flesh does. Paul has described this interior invisible battle between the flesh and the spirit. And he's saying that when the spirit governs, it looks a certain way. And when the flesh governs, it becomes evident in outward ways. And here they are. And the first four, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and lewdness are the sensual or sins that are related to sexuality and sexual immorality. And um, the times were no better in Paul's day than they are now. It's kind of an unchanging truth about humanity. And uh, so those first four, adultery, you know, we know what that is. It's it's anything outside of that right marriage covenant. Uh, Fornication, which comes out of the Greek word porneia, which you might think of pornography, but originally to do with prostitution and became kind of this wide anything that was, you know, either two people who weren't married to each other or two people two people before they got married who involved got engaged in a sexual relationship it was you know considered fornication uncleanness um, is just the opposite of purity 
Um, so anything that you would do or say that um, would be impure, would be unclean. Lewdness is, it's just flaunting it. It's like, I don't even care if you see. It's no restraint. Uh, it's no sense of like, I, you know, I've thrown off all the rules I've, or I've thrown off all care about the rules. I don't care if you see me. It's, you know, we live in a lewd culture. I think you'd agree with that. And the point here is, the point Paul's trying to make is the Holy Spirit never led anyone into adultery. The Holy Spirit's never led anyone into fornication. The Holy Spirit has never led anyone into uncleanness. The Holy Spirit's never led anyone into lewdness. The next list, or the next category are religious sins, idolatry and, and sorcery or witchcraft. And idolatry is, you know, bowing down to anything other than the true God or making anything other than God, you know, God in your life. And I like the definition of saying anything you have to check with before you obey the Holy Spirit is probably an idol in your life. Um, the word that Paul uses for sorcery, we actually get the word pharmacy from. So many people have said that this is not just witchcraft, but this is, you know, mind-altering drugs and getting high and so forth. And, um, you know, Paul is making clear here the Holy Spirit's never led anybody into idolatry or, or into sorcery. And the next category are, you know, these people's sins of hatred, contentiousness, and jealousies, and outbursts of wrath, and selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, and murders. Um... You know, I, I don't have the time without making this a really long devotion to get into all of those. But, um, you know, I get really nervous around this list because I'm thinking, man, if I, I've really messed up in these areas, you know, all these areas. And, but let me just tell you clearly, beloved, the Holy Spirit's never led you into hatred. The Holy Spirit's never led you into contentiousness. The Holy Spirit has never led you into jealousy. Uh, walking in the Spirit, the Spirit's never led you into an outburst of wrath or into a selfish ambition or into dissension. Holy Spirit's never led you into a heresy, which is a, a wrongful uh, dividing uh, over, over um, you know, ideas and teachings. Um, Holy Spirit's never led you into envy. The Holy Spirit's never led you into murder, which might even be, as Jesus says, the murder in your heart. Um, uh, drunkenness and revelry are the final category. And those are kind of the social sins of like things that do we do in the company of other people. Uh, and, and um, um, you know, make, just to be clear, Paul is saying here, the Holy Spirit's never led you into drunkenness. The Holy Spirit's never led you into revelry, which is this unrestrained partying. It's this kind of uh, lowering yourself down to this place where you're, you know, you're just a nuisance to, to the, to the world around you. And the Holy Spirit's never led you into revelry. And so, uh, you know, this is a hard list. Like I said, I, I, I read this and feel like, ugh. And it's not that I feel condemned by it. And I, I honestly don't even really feel conviction because I don't think I'm characterized by these things now, these 17 or 18 but the fact is, is again, Paul's not trying to make this exhaustive. He's just trying to say, this is kind, these are some of the things that work their way outwardly when we are governed by the spirit and are governed by the flesh inwardly. And so, um, even though I don't like it, I very much appreciate that Paul would take the time to, to be, um, specific. And I think that's a good thing for teachers and preachers to say, hey, let's let's stop and talk about some things. And so you might need to look through this list and you might need to say, Lord, I didn't think that I was walking 
you know, by the flesh, that I was governed by the flesh. But when I see this list, I realize that I have a real issue with my temper or a real issue with, you know, sexual sin or, uh, you know, whatever it may be, anything on that list. And if so, spend some time just asking the Lord to take that away, that you, you know, repentance means turning from it and expressing your sorrow and giving God your heart and asking for forgiveness and, and then asking for the filling of his spirit. And so, Jesus, I pray this morning that you would uh, pour your spirit out on us, that uh, I can't wait to get to tomorrow where we talk about the fruit of the spirit. But for today, we pray, Lord, that you would crucify the flesh and that you would uh, remove us from this list and the likes of it. In Jesus' name, Maranatha.